Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the French Catholic Cafe. We're kind of wrapping up our pilgrimage to Lourdes, France, another great, successful, and wonderful pilgrimage experience here with the Order of Malta. And i uh, got some great guests here, but before we get to that, I just want to give a little shout-out to uh, a local fanboy here. Uh, Joe Gregory has joined us in the studio. Hey, wave, Joe. Just so you know, this is radio, so no one can see you, but, but believe me, he's here, uh, and we appreciate him uh, so much. He's... Uh, Joined us on this pilgrimage here with the Order of Malta, and so far I think he's been having a really good experience, uh, and just wanted to, uh, he was a fan of the Catholic Cafe, and so I asked him to be in the studio with us, and so now, Joe, the entire world knows that you're a fan of the Catholic Cafe, and that's a good thing, I think that's going to make you go far in life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, very good. Um, so thank you for being here, Joe, and thank you to my guests. I have uh, Derek Ritzel, and Derek has brought his sons Drew and Ben and Jack to be with us. Uh, and uh, Derek, you're a Knight of Malta. Welcome to the uh, Order, of, Order of Malta's pilgrimage here. Uh, which you, Have you been several times? Or? Uh, yeah, this is my fifth trip. Fifth trip. Fifth yeah. trip. But it's it doesn't get old, experience. does it? No, you know what? It, I can't imagine my year without it. It's, uh, it's an amazing place, an amazing uh, glimpse of the kingdom, and to come here is something I really look forward to every year. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Now, what's so really cool, and the reason I think I asked you to, to do a podcast with us um, is because I, I uh, um, you know, I was just impressed by the fact that you brought your sons. You know, thank and, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, well, I'm a dad too, and so I every once in a while I'll appreciate a little high five. You know, especially from another dad. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'm going to ask you a question. We'll, we'll introduce the boys in a minute, but um, what uh, what really prompted you? I mean, you've been here five times, and five you've times. seen what goes on here. What really Correct. prompted you to bring? Your sons. A couple of things, I think. Uh, first, uh, I'm, I'm a knight. My wife is also uh, in the order. She's a dame. And this has become a big it's part of It's the time when you can are. actually say Correct. she's a dame. She's a dame. Right. <laughs> she's a real looker. Uh, yeah. It's not to get all 1940s. Yeah. That's actually a term. Uh, you <laughs> that's know, she's, exactly a, she's right. a dame. That's a, that's a technical term in the that's order. Right. So that's a good thing. So but I don't get ugly looks for that. So you're saying this is like, this, it's like who you are. I mean, just, It is. It's truly at the core of who we are. Uh, we have a local chapter, and the the boys have met many of the local knights and dames. But I thought it was really important for them to understand the mission of the order to serve the poor mm. and the sick. And I don't think that that mission comes alive more than here in Lourdes. To bring them here and to have them experience it, which has become such a big part of uh, of their mom and my life, was I thought essential. Yeah. So how? Uh, let's step back up a little bit. You know, you you're a knight, and what is it that caused you? What what drew you to be a knight of Malta? I'm a convert to the faith. Uh, Deb and I got married. I was not Catholic. She was. And it was, uh, there's, there's a lot about the Catholic, uh, Catholicism and the Catholic faith that I just, I truly enjoy. There's a, the, the icons, the, the liturgy, everything is just so rich and full of texture. And, uh, and the church that I was attending didn't have that. Mm. And, uh, and her faith was stronger than mine. So I, I joined her on her faith journey. And yeah, but that's Catholic. kind of a that's kind of a regular thing, though. Guys like to follow the girls. Oh, so sure. If, yeah. if it was the other way around, you, right. know, you might be Buddhist or something now. I I, probably, yeah, perhaps, yeah, <laughs> you know, or Hare Krishna. Perhaps I'd have a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would. I would say that. Uh, so joining her in her faith journey was 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 kind of where it started, and I was introduced to the order. 
by our local chaplain, Monsignor Marcaccio, and really enjoyed. Well, we're supposed that. to pause every time we say his name. Uh, is it a little angels? Monsignor, yeah, angels there's, some, there's supposed oh. to be like a, yeah, an angelic choir that sings. When he says, exactly. That's the one he tells me anyway. Well, well it's, it's actually, he's got all the altar servers that are capable of doing it whenever, that's it's, right. uh, whatever it's, uh, whatever they need to. Uh, but Monsignor's a, a great ambassador for the order, and, and the, his uh, his mentor, Bishop Curlin, who recently passed, mm. kind of brought the, yeah. uh, the order from Washington, D.C. down to the Carolinas when Bishop came down there. And getting a chance to know the folks in the order and a little bit about it, I came here first year. Deb was a companion for a Milad, our sacristan, Monsignor Marcaccio. Oh, yeah. His, 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 his sacristan, uh, Kim, came, and, uh, and Deb was her companion, and I came as a first-year candidate. And it just it, it touched us completely. And we said, you know what, this is really what the order is all about. So got a chance to meet the order and doing some local charity work uh, but coming here really was the thing that solidified for me what the order was all about. Don't you just think that like Lourdes is kind of the epitome of, I mean, really not specifically for the order, but really just in your Catholic faith, because you talked about the yeah. icons and you talked about uh, the liturgy and things like that. When we have beautiful liturgy and there's lots of beautiful things to look at uh, in our faith, but also that, that element of service, uh, charity, the, the, just the great the graces that come in, in caring for those who are in need. Very much so, yeah. I, th- I think that as, a, as I think about what Lord's is all about, I mentioned earlier, it's kind of a glimpse of the kingdom. To me, it's, it's, it's a safe place where we can all practice our faith out, you know, just insulated from all the secular nonsense that we always put up with. And so yeah. you're here and you see people interacting and just loving each other, uh, which is amazing. So it, it's, it's, the, it's the fruits of the Spirit. You really get a sense of how we should live our faith all the time. That um, is awesome. But yeah. we get out in the world and we get busy trying to earn a buck and feed these three guys and that yeah. kind of stuff. And, you know, next thing you know, you're, uh, you're all covered in yuck. And, yeah. uh, and you need a place to come and wash and get right. Right. So let's talk about the three guys that you brought, uh, brought with us. So let's, let's chat with Drew for a second. Drew, pull that microphone closer towards you there. Tilt that up so it's right in front of your face. There you go. Like that? Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. That's You sound good. So the whole world, like three million people listen to you right now, Drew. You think about that for a second. That's pretty powerful. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got things to say, but let me ask you a question or two. Like what, so this is your first time to Lourdes? Yes, this is. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about what, what has your experience been like so far? Uh, my experience has been definitely uh, life-changing. I mean, I, I walked into this trip just like every other kid my age. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So but, dragged is probably more. <laughs> well, not so much dragged. The heels weren't rounded, but no, definitely reluctantly. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, so I, I definitely, I came on this trip. Well, yeah, was kind of uh, roped in, pretty, uh, just like most teenagers my age. I mean, we're all connected to our phones, and as a result, we have our own little personal bubble that we just mostly stay inside. And so this trip has really taken me outside of that and given me the opportunity to kind of. Uh, take a look at the, well, the the wider world as a whole, and also to really kind of become uh, empathetic towards other people's struggles, especially wow. our you know. Laws. See, I'm, right now there's about uh, I don't know, probably 2.9 million people who just like fell out of their chair or like pulled off the road side of the road to, to listen to what this 18 year old just said about. Uh, coming outside of their personal bubble and caring for others. So you're a wise man beyond your years. I think that's, that's an amazing thing. And so that probably is some tribute to your dad here. Oh, no, that's all mom. That's yeah? all mom. Yeah, no, I, I outkicked my coverage. There's no question. <laughs> um, she's amazing. She's truly my spiritual guide. And, uh, and that's her heart. I think they've had a chance to see that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing it over to Ben. Ben, you just had a birthday here. Uh, yes, sir. 15. Yeah. 15. I know you, you're 15 going on 30. 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, what was it like to celebrate your birthday here in Lourdes? Uh, it was probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. I got to, um, on my 15th birthday, I got to um, participate in the Walking Rosary at night. Oh, isn't that cool? Oh, it was so cool, seeing all the candles and everything. Yeah, was, so what, was, what did that feel like, you there, know, the, that, that procession? Uh, it was just overwhelming, to say the least. Like, um, yeah, a, lot tr- of people, a lot of people don't realize that there's like uh, um, thousands of people gathered together. I mean, it's like all those candles and everybody singing the Ave uh, from Lourdes. It's kind of a cool experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really powerful. Um, the second night we were here, there was also another walking rosary. And um, I remember hearing the people from my window just singing Ave Maria. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that was really cool because I fell asleep to that as well. Wow. See, look at that. And people are still there. They've not gotten back out on the road yet. They're still listening to these guys and realizing there's something uh, really special going on here. So we should now, we should ask Jack a few questions. And that could be dangerous. We know. Cause <laughs> Jack, because he's Jack. Yeah, Jack is, is 11 going on 12. I mean, you're going to be 12 in a couple of days, right? So. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm sure your your whole life, your whole world is changing here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Get closer to the mic, Jack. That's what your brothers are trying to tell you. Always listen to your big brothers. Yes, well, sir. not always, I guess. Well, Be careful. Right. <laughs> Be careful what I just said there. <laughs> um, but so, so, Jack, tell me what your experience has been like here. It's, it's really moving because everyone just cares for each other. Because it's just... No one ever like thinks about themselves before someone else, and it's just it's touching. Wow, that's awesome! So to be able to realize that um, now that that it's really we're actually called to help each other and care for each other. So Derek, you hear your boys? I know you're over there going like, oh, thank goodness they didn't say anything stupid because uh, that's the way I always think. We're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> But I know you're proud of these guys. I am. I am. Actually, I'm. I'm, I'm amazed that uh, that I could possibly have done something this right. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. It is. Uh, but that's why I, I totally credit their mom because I, like most guys, I'm kind of a knuckle dragging mouth breather, <laughs> and uh, and she's exceptional. She's angelic, and uh, I've you know I'm kind of out slaying the dragon a lot and come back and find that these guys are growing in their faith and becoming amazing men. And uh, and I'm trying my desperatest, you know, to pray and not mess that up. Mm. Um, keep them on the path as I need to, but I it's it's certainly not coming from me. Well, I suppose you have to trust God and all that oh, stuff too. That is a, definitely the source. So, how has your faith uh, really been sort of shaped by this Lord's pilgrimage and going forward? For me, my faith journey continues to go deeper and deeper. Being here in Lords, and it's hard to explain to people what Lords is all about until you actually get here. Mm. Words are kind of like yeah, 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 and a bunch of people standing around taking care of each other, whatever. You know, people just don't understand it until you actually live in the emotion of putting yourself out there to allow yourself to just love somebody you've just met and be here with somebody for a week and have uh, a lifetime of relationship after that. You know, this whole relational aspect of it, it just doesn't go away. So I, I think that for my faith and my journey, it's been getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's, it's really a result of seeing all the grace that flows from this place. Awesome. So we're talking to Derek Ritzel and his sons, Drew, Ben, and Jack. Uh, we're talking about Lourdes and their experience here. Uh, what a profound experience it is. Every time, it just never seems to get old. Uh, we're going to take a break. Before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com also. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, 
We'll be right back. I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Isabel Flores de Oliva was born to a large family in Lima, Peru in 1586. Even as a child, her holiness was apparent. It is said that a servant of the household once saw her face transformed into the likeness of a rose, hence her nickname, Rosa. At her confirmation at age 11, she took the name Rose. Saint Rose knew at a very young age that God was calling her. Even as a teenager, she devoted herself to prayer and gave up many of the comforts of life in order to unite herself more fully to the suffering of Christ. Having read a biography of St. Catherine of Siena, she began to take her life of self-denial more and more seriously, even to the objections of her parents and friends. She first fasted three times a week, then offered a daily fast. This led her to abstain from meat and perpetuity. When she began to be admired for her beauty and devotion, she cut off her hair. If ever she doubted her path of suffering and self-denial, she was encouraged by visions, revelations, visitations, and comforting voices. She received the Eucharist daily, deriving from the Blessed Sacrament the grace and consolation to carry on. At the age of 20, St. Rose took a vow of virginity and joined the Dominicans. With permission of her order, she moved into a small grotto built in her parents' garden and lived there in a spirit of prayer and penance. While St. Rose spent much time in prayer, she still found time for acts of charity. She sought out the sick, the poor, and the forgotten in her community and brought them to her home to care for them. St. Rose never lost sight of the power and effectiveness of self-denial when it was offered up to God. Her entire life was a testament to the total, self-giving love demonstrated by Jesus' willingness to suffer for our sins. She wrote, Our Lord and Savior lifted up His voice and said with incomparable majesty, Let all men know that grace comes after tribulation. Let them know that without the burden of afflictions, it is impossible to reach the height of grace. Let them know that the gifts of grace increase as the struggles increase. Let men take care not to be stray and be deceived. This is the only true stairway to paradise, and without the cross, they can find no road to climb to heaven. St. Rose of Lima died in 1617 and was the first person born in the Americas to be canonized as a Catholic saint. Her feast day is August 23rd. I'm Bestrozimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back at the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff. I'm talking to Derek Ritzel, Drew, Ben, and Jack, his sons, here on pilgrimage. And Mom is here, too. Mom is here as well, yes. Yeah, but we, this was like a guy's thing. That's okay. It's a testosterone fest. That's exactly right. We're all going to hang out in here and talk about man stuff. But um, So, Derek, this idea of... of uh, bringing your boys it's such a, a neat thing and as a father of nine uh, six of those are boys um i uh, god bless you I, well I, he has uh and i just i recognize the importance of uh, uh, not just telling my kids what to do but actually trying to show them right they learn more from what you do 
right than what you say you do. That's a yeah, it's a terrific thought. So yeah. so is that some of what's going on here in terms of like sort of leading by example and helping them see what you're supposed to be doing? Now you guys have to close your ears because you, know, you don't right. want to know the, you don't yeah. want to know the secrets the, yeah, they of parenting. Hear the sausage being made. <laughs> uh, I, I would say you know, I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective, but I think that there's absolutely no doubt about that. The one thing that I'd kind of given them a heads up on. Uh, before we came, I said, look, I said, you guys are probably going to see a side of me that you don't see that often. Mm. And I said, you're going to see me being a lot more vulnerable and allowing myself to be opened up to just, you know, the graces that come from the place. And I said, so don't be surprised if, you know, I look like a, you know, kind of a teary eyed mess sometimes. It, wow. you know, it's, 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 that's what this place does. It's, it's just an amazing, graceful place. And raising boys is, is, uh, is, is not easy. Uh, as you know, having twice as many as I do, uh, they're, you know, we're, and, and they, and I'm one of them, we're just kind of thick and don't necessarily yeah. listen. And so showing by example and leading by example is, I think, a, is a good way to do it because you have the opportunity for them to see you actually living something that you've been talking to them about and putting the, putting the action to the, uh, to the words. So it's, it's like, a, it's a, you say it's not always easy raising especially boys but really i think you'd finish that sentence by saying in this culture i mean it's just a really it's a really for sure that's true struggle it is and and everything everything's kind of out to get us (laughs) you know everything i was i mentioned the guys playing Fortnite, and you know i'm actually that that game i'm i'm better with than a lot of them because it's just not it's just it's about camaraderie so that one's kind of interesting but the rest of it's just awful yeah and you know and, and so there's so many attacks and so many things coming from these guys uh through their phones and and as a parent there's no way that you can possibly manage it all because the, you can't filter it you know there's nobody who has a filter for any of that stuff on these devices yeah you can get all kinds of uh, uh you know barriers and blockades and uh, things to try to monitor what's going on, but you just right. there's a there's a workaround and an end run around everything. Everything, and, yeah. and, and whether whether they're trying to do it, you know, kind of surreptitiously, or if it's coming at them right. the same way, but it happens. And so I, I think one of the biggest challenges is making sure that when they step outside the bubble, they know what to do, mm-hmm. and they know how to put them. In fact, we were talking to the boys about coming. Ben, uh, Ben, the middle guy had said something I thought was pretty interesting. He said, uh, he said, yeah, I'm in high school, freshman in high school. He said, there's a lot going on around me. Uh, I really would love to go to Lourdes because I feel like I got to put on some armor. And wow. I thought, what a great perspective. And uh, so we were contemplating, you know, who's going to come? Are we going to all go? And we finally decided, you know what? We all need this. So it's, it's probably the right thing to do is to come as a family. So Derek's going to be writing a book about the, uh, the secrets, the secret handshake of uh, raising boys in this culture. Boy, I don't think I'm the right guy to do that. But I know. It sounds, <laughs> sounds like you're on a good you're on a good roll here. Well, thank so you. That's, that's a good thing. So let's talk to the boys again for a second. And Drew, maybe if I can ask you, you know, you, you've had such a great experience as you've said here at Lourdes, but just the idea of like taking something back with you, right? You don't want to just have a, a fun time at Disney World. You want to always remember what fun time you had at Disney World or, or whatever. But certainly here in a much more profound experience than than a Disney World experience would be you know you're at Lourdes and and to be able to take something back what is like a a, like a real special memory or something that you've encountered or done here at Lourdes that really you think is going to kind of affect you later on yeah something that I will definitely carry with me when I go back home was I met this kid named uh, Christian he's a Malad he's Mm -hmm. from Delaware Uh, and it was it was he's an awesome kid it was really great to get to know him and you know I, I watched him transform just on the couple of days we've been here uh, I saw him at the airport. He looked like he did not want to be here. Yeah. Very, very you kind of commiserated at first with him, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, kindred spirits. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I had him the second day, so I got to get to know him. But um, throughout the trip, I've really, I've watched him 
kind of transform into a whole new person. He's he's very full of joy at this point. Like I've, I don't think I've seen him like frowning or anything. You know, I saw him at dinner last night, and he was sitting with a couple of really good looking girls. You know, and I think that was part of his transformation. He just really seemed like a, he, but he did. He he looked like there is joy, and that's something you kind of we need more in the world, right? And so that's something you'll take back with you. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, the other thing that I remember about Christian is I I don't particularly know why he's here. Mm-hmm. But I know that he seems to completely disregard his illness and is just able to live with it and know how to be grateful for what he's got. And that's something that I I know I definitely uh, lose track of a lot, and I think a lot of people do. And so it's just it really gives me a different perspective, and it's going to allow me to kind of put things in their place and not treat small issues like they're big ones. You know, sometimes, uh, uh, Derek, it's amazing that... uh you know, we who minister so much, right? You being a knight of Malta, and you're you're out there crusading for the knights, you know, doing all these things, and you're ministering to people, and you you just sometimes forget that you're being ministered to. And so, what Drew was just saying is like he's he's got some life lessons that are being learned and experienced I, I, here. I think it's a great point. I think the thing that uh, that brings me back every year to Lords, and, and we get together with folks at the beginning of the week, and I say uh, we kind of tell them why we're here and wh- why we were answered Mary's call to come. And my answer is always, I, I can't imagine not coming. And, and it's, mm. it's, it's the most selfish thing I do because it, it's by pouring yourself out in the service of others, you truly get so much more back. And, and, I, and that is something that I wanted the guys to, to experience. And it sounds like Drew's already had a chance to have some of that come back his way. That's awesome. So, Ben, um, what kind of thing would, do you think you would like, take back? What is, the, what is the memory or the thing that you think is something that's really affected you? Uh, for me... The memory that I would take back is um, uh, going to the baths at the grotto. Um, did you, I, you went? You went into the baths? I did. You did. Was yeah, it uh, nice and warm? No, yeah, not no. particularly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone always. It's a wake up call. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a very f- spiritual. It's a Fifty degree hello. <laughs> yeah, me, my dad, and my brothers went down on a couple days ago. A couple, yeah, days, ago, yeah. a couple yeah. days ago. I don't remember which day in particular. It all but, kind of rolls um, together into one, doesn't it? It's yeah. It, I mean, there was one day that I felt like one very long day. So so what was that like, though, going to the baths? Um, I just, like, as soon as I stepped into the baths, and as soon as they uh, make you sit down and make you lay down in the water, I just mm. felt like I was washed over by something more divine than anything that I'd ever felt before. It was just, like, something all, like, powerful and, like, all my worries about my schoolwork and... Um, you know, like where I want to go to college because that's something that's been on my mind since uh, first day of high school. Just kind of went away, and I just felt like I was at ease. Wow, see, that's a pretty profound effect. And uh, man, if only we could uh, take these baths with us everywhere that, else. That would be amazing. I wish there were a way to uh, to have more folks get here and experience that. Yeah, that's amazing. So uh, let's let's talk to little Jack here. I shouldn't say little Jack, big Jack. Talk to Big Jack. I think Ritzel. he's going to end up being the tallest of all of them. You think based, so? Based upon paw size at age, yeah. Okay, he's, so he's looking. Um, I'm actually now wearing his shoes. He's going to be 12, <laughs> and, and he and I can share shoes. Oh, Jack. So tell me a little bit about your uh, uh, about your experience here. What is something that you remember that's really special to you? Uh, Lords isn't just a place; it's a people inside of it. Because just everyone's really passionate, and they're just. They care about each other a lot. That is and awesome. Yeah? So w- w- did, did you experience something? You spend a lot of time. I see you always, like, pulling this uh, big uh, cart full of water. That's Water's yes, heavy. Sir. 
Well, yeah, it, it is, but when you kind of have a bunch of people supporting you, it gets it gets lighter. Oh, that's pretty incredible. So, um, you know, I guess you probably don't mind doing a lot of hard work, too, when you know it's for a good good cause or a good reason. No, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, so... Um, do you think, uh, you, you proud of your dad here? You think he's a good guy? Oh my gosh, yes sir. Yeah, do you hope to be like him one day? Yes sir. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm trying to be more like your dad. That's my, that's my goal in life. Derek, um, you know, I know you're proud of the boys. Um, and, I am. And I'm just going to uh, love on you for a second tell you just what a great example you are uh, to your sons. And just help other people realize that, you know, we have these opportunities in life. We, we, but there's so few. I mean, we, we need Truly. to take advantage of the opportunities we have to uh, just to really be blessed, uh, certainly in our children. But we have a responsibility to them, don't we? Oh, we definitely do. And that, to me, that is that's really the, the reason to be here is to impart in them forever the importance of our faith. And I, I, I wish I'd learned uh, what I know now at their age, and I didn't. And it took me a while to find it. And uh, I want them to always have it. It's essential to what we do and who we are. You know, we seem like we live in a world that's kind of lost hope, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the, but you come here and you're like, yeah, but it's okay. It all starts with a spark. Yeah, and, uh, and then awesome, and that's that's kind of what I get at is like, you know, you come to a place like Lourdes, you come on pilgrimage, you spend some time uh, with the Malad, their companions, and, and the other knights and dames, and then all the other people. I mean, this is truly an international destination. Truly. It's it's an amazing experience to kind of come here and know that you know one universal apostolic catholic church that's not just something in the creed i mean that's truly lived here it's amazing that's a wonderful thing so i really appreciate you guys coming along uh spend some time with us and really um you boys I, i'm you know i don't even know you that well i'm proud of you but uh, uh the reality is there is there's going to be a great deal of uh, goodness coming in the world as you guys continue to grow older take start taking the reins that's a good thing so uh so, Derek, Drew, Ben, and Jack, thanks so much for representing the Ritzel family, but just really just uh, uh, enlightening us a little bit about the importance of uh, uh, just doing good things in the world and being part of the world and uh, sharing some of that joy and love. Appreciate you guys being here. Thanks, Dick and Jeff. And so, uh, you know, we're going to close this uh, program like we always do. Uh, you know, we're dedicated to Our Lady here. It's the shrine of Our Lady of Lords, and we are uh, going to ask for her intercession. So let's pray together. Hail Mary, Mary, full full of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.